Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world, and welcome back to the Rebel, Reject, Create podcast, where today my guest is Sarai van der Boel, who is an artist and now also an author, as well as a trainer, speaker, and artist's coach. So welcome to the show, Sarai. Thank you. Nice to be here. <laughs> yeah. So we kind of connected when uh, when your book came out, which was now a couple of months ago, because I admit it took me too long to read it. Um, you've studied creativity, creativity closely, obviously, as an artist, but also in order to write this book. Tell us a little bit more about why. Why this book and why now? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think, yeah, I studied creativity, but I think creativity is all around us and uh, not only uh, divided uh, as a as a form of art and um, that we say that creativity industries are separate. So mm. that's a bit strange to for me to think about the term creativity. Mm. So um, uh, I developed myself as a practical philosopher uh, by using art. And um, I saw that the way of thinking is very nice to be more open about the world. So right. uh, also with people from businesses, um, I realized, well, do we think enough together? So there became a need to to share my vision about that yeah so to share my uh, metaphors i always use and to be um yeah to inspire other people like uh, artworks what can you question it, it produces philosophy produces mm. questions and produces creativity in your mind to think about phenomena so that's yeah that felt as a need i need to inspire all my experiences others right okay and i mean you've just mentioned it now that like a lot of people don't think they are creative why do you think people feel like that yeah i think what i just said uh they are divided maybe in a corner which not has the name Mm. creative or yeah so let's uh philosophizing about that can a person not be creative? I think that's impossible. It's it's a way, I think, it's the essence of human beings, I think, creativity. Mm, I, Otherwise, we wouldn't have made this work how it is. So your question was, do people think they are not creative? I think others made them think that. Right. So yes. I think creativity is more about finding solutions, right. trying to think about problems. Yeah, you cool. know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Yes, yeah. I mean, I always have to ask that question because, of course, I believe everyone's creative, especially people who tell me they're not. Yeah. Uh, now, when I talk about creativity, I try and stay away from art because of what you've just said. Yeah. Um, you know, there's so many stereotypes about creativity, but you do exactly the opposite. I mean, you use art to help people get in touch with their creativity. I mean, why is art so important for understanding creativity? And, and I mean, you've touched on it 
a bit here as well for understanding life in general. Why? How, how does that work? Yeah, because um, when we um, look at the term creativity, then we discovered it can be everything, thinking. So for me, I don't use the term creativity not many times in my book, I think. Mm. No. So, so I don't um, uh, fill it in as an art form. So yeah, what was your question? Why, oh, why? I use art? Yeah, yeah why, why do you use art? What, what's, what's the power there to help people yeah. think differently? Well, art, well, good art, I think there. <laughs> yeah, the term art is, is quite broad, of course. Hmm. A piece of music can be um, art as well, architecture, uh, design, uh, sculpture. And I think uh, all these art forms, they produce in a way uh, feelings, poetry, philosophy. So it lets you. Um, feel, think, discover. So I think it's very important to use this for um, speak about life, about uh, things you recognize. Mm. So in my mind, there's the philosopher Gilles Deleuze, mm -hmm. French philosopher, and he said, well, it's about uh, practical philosophizing about art and not the knowledge of philosophy um, around it so right. it's what he said very beautiful he said art produces things to think about so right. that makes you uh, when you when when it's um yeah when it's touching you it makes you uh thinking it makes you think yeah I, it's that's interesting so it gives you permission to think differently about stuff by in, in its embodiment, the fact that it's there, that it's physical, that it touches you, that kind of sets you free from all your judgments and, and the way yeah, things exactly. should be. Yeah, like, like an example, like Rotko. Mm -hmm. So you know the artist with the color fields and yeah. uh, very big and soft and uh, people, uh, many people cry when they stand in front of these paintings. And I think something is happening maybe something they never normally do. Mm. People don't cry in a museum normally. And then that's happening. And maybe they are opening their minds. Maybe that's also creativity, to open your mind, to be free. Yeah. That's what you said. Yeah, yeah. So if you think about that, right? I mean, someone sends you an Excel spreadsheet and <laughs> your brain and your emotions act one way and then you step into a museum and you see an amazing piece of work and our brains react differently i mean how do you explain that like what's actually going on there yeah well the the right uh, part of the brain is doing this so it's of course always in balance and working together but at these moments it's the right wing which is uh, let you Intuitivity, your intuitivity, intuition. Your intuition. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And your, yeah, uh, it let happen emotions. So that's happening in the brains. 
And they say, well, creativity is part of that right brain. Hmm. And I think, yeah, like uh, Nietzsche, the philosopher, 100 years ago, over 100 years ago, he, he warned for that, that our society is more busy with the left, left part. So he said, well, the, we need to take care of that balance. It's so healthy for us. It makes joy. It makes you happier to, to right. have this in balance. So, yeah, that's the art part in that right uh, brain. Yeah, what's the word for that in English? I looked it up. Hemisphere. Right hemisphere, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is that why you wrote this book? Are you Do you agree with Nietzsche that we, we live in a world that is out of balance and needs correcting? Yeah, in a way it is. I mentioned only in one uh, sentence, but I think he's right that even this society, um, many, it's a control society. So right. there's no trust. I think we need to be more open-minded to, to trust each other more. And it has to do with your balance, like not only uh, think um, about results and about uh, wrong or right. Mm. So yeah, polarization effectively. It's an... Absolutely, yeah. Right, right. And so this reaction that we've been speaking about that art gives you, is that the way to a more middle ground, a more balanced perspective. Yeah, but not like this. I think mm. it can help to use the tools of uh, philosophizing that you um, can think about what it uh, uh, evokes, an art piece. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, find the essence of it together. That's really nice to do. And then you can learn about yourself and about others, and it makes connection between a group. Mm. So art can have a function for that as well. Yeah. But I think you need the questions, the right questions. Right. Well, talking of which, maybe you can talk us through the methodology of the book, because you go through different uh, areas and phases using different artworks of examples. So from your perspective, what do you want the book to do with us, the reader? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I'm using um, eight tracks. And uh, in a way, you can follow them. But uh, the book will learn you that uh, you have to follow your own track. So sometimes it's uh, standing still very important at the time. But in a way, it's a sort of schedule to come to harmony. That's what we all do, all want, of course. Mm. And um, uh, the book is helping you to recognize in what phase you are and what step you can ah, take. So okay. in one phase, you can think, well, don't step out of that comfort zone, be calm. So normally um, managers, they learn, oh, we need to go out and step out of uh, my zone. That That's a sort of... Um, hero business plan mm. but it's more uh buddhistic in a way right to find your balance except yeah. what is as what it is yeah and in all these phases i use uh, around 10 uh, works of art and uh, philosophical questions right now also i mean 
something we haven't even really spoken about yet is the fact that a lot of what's in the book is based on your practice as doing this within big companies and corporations, taking art. I mean, <laughs> I'm amazed that people hire you because, you know, corporates are so often like... Boof, 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 boof. Yeah, square thinking. Right. Use the metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you encounter when you do these sessions with people from big companies? Yeah. Um... Nowadays, you feel that there is a need for um, other way of um, working together. Mm. And then they recognize, hey, um, it's fun to, and it's interesting to, to uh, look at a piece of art and to uh, find words for it and then um, maying be poetical. So with Philips, the company, we um, made a poem about an artwork with all the words came up uh, with the people in the people's mind. And we made a poem of that. So uh, I said, well, what's your agenda this week? Let's make a poem about that. <laughs> so they found out, oh, it can be fun. It can be more fun and more meaning and more deep to work together. So. I think that was the trick, in a way, yeah. that triggered them to, to, yeah, to act differently. And some people said, well, because of these words, uh, it's so important we have our own words and not the words of the, uh, yeah. Yeah, of the ownership, of the management, the, the strategy and the vision and all of that stuff. Yeah, all the vision, visions, the, the beautiful quotes on the walls. They said, yeah. oh, it's, it's disturbing me. I want our words on the wall. Right. So, so they take ownership. Yeah, that's it. It's good wow. work. Okay. Well, I'm, I mean, that just fits so well with other research, doesn't it? That when people are having fun and enjoying themselves, they're more productive. Yeah. And, because they, they want to carry on instead of they must carry on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, it has been said that art is the mirror of society and that the role of the artist is to reflect back to the rest of us, you know, where we are and what's going on in the world. Would you say that that perspective on the artist is still true today? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, even more than... Um, the decade before but i'm not sure because when i think about malevich and mondrian more than over 100 years ago when they developed their abstractions mm -hmm. uh, from idealistic uh, um, yeah motivation to to make people calm because of that it was very engaged right like that was what Piet Mondrian did, First World War. Uh, mm. Well, let's make the walls white and uh, art makes you uh, more in balance, harmony. And Malevich had another idea about that. He said, well, this world needs another kind of art and that can help people to be more open, to be more... Um, focused on the cosmos but you asked for uh, artists right now in this period let's take an uh, example uh, Kara Walker the mm -hmm. American artist and her theme is slavery 
So she makes a lot of drawings about uh, stories from slaves from many years ago. And uh, very hard stories, uh, killed slaves and uh, uh, prisoners and um, yeah, uh, racism. And she makes these drawings not to teach you a lesson. And that's in interesting. She's engaged and she said, let's um, think about it. Let's, let's speak about it together. So yeah, it's still there, but it must, must be in that way, not too seriously. There must be humor as well, I think, in mm. art to be engaged. So yeah. these examples, you can see a lot. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing that I enjoyed so much um, reading your book and going through the different tracks was that the different artworks reflect different things, but yeah. that also changes depending on the questions that you ask. Absolutely. Which I thought was, was really powerful because some of the works you mentioned, I was like, I'm not quite sure where you're going with this, but then you see how it changes based on the interaction with your clients. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very important to to um, coach these um, questions. Otherwise, it's 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 you you can't you have to develop it yourself in a way. You yeah. can't um, copy them no. questions with a art a, a work of art. Great, because it can uh, be every other question maybe. All right. So, Sarai, this, your book is available in both Dutch and English. Has it been translated into any other languages yet? No, not yet. <laughs> so, available in Dutch and English. I'm going to include the links uh, to uh, your website and your publisher's website so if people are interested, they know where to get the book and to buy it online. Do you have anything that you definitely want to wrap this conversation up with that you want people to think about with relation to art and creativity and the message of your book. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think um, the book ends with the art and philosophy strategy. The most important thing, the, the goal of the book is um, uh, use it, not the book, but uh, the, the uh, philosophizing. Right. That's very important. I think uh, we can uh, develop it ourselves. And the third part is also for uh, teachers who want to know how do I feel develop good questions. And I would right. ask everybody to think about good questions. They help us. They certainly do. In market research, they say the answers are worth nothing if you've asked the wrong questions. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, right. Thank you so much for coming on uh, to the podcast. It's been lovely having you here. For all of you who are listening, if you want to know more about Sarai, I've got all the links under the episode over here. So please do go and check it out. And uh, don't forget to have um, a good look at the e-commerce links to find where you can see the book as well. So remember to rebel against the status quo, reject your own assumptions and create into the space that results. This is the last episode for season two of the Rebel Reject Create podcast. We're going to be taking a short break after this. So I'll see you sometime in 2024. It's all right. Thank you again. Thank you, David.